So I was going to write there a little test. I was going to sing a song. And it goes, chim, chim, chimney, chim, chim, chiru. I have a shitty dick, and it's because of you. And uh, <laughs> that all comes from, like, a, a girl that I was dating at one point. I'm professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, My phone is on mute, just letting you know. <laughs> uh, and, like, she tried anal with this dude. Uh-huh. And then some me and Ben and Ryan just made fun of him. Cause he was my ex-girlfriend and then like he showed up and worked at the same place that all three of us worked. So we just called him shitty dick from there forward. And he uh-huh, like, you got a thing that most guys <laughs> really, really want. Yeah. But that's what happens is you, you turn it around and uh, yeah, he just adapted it. He was like, hmm, that's me. I have a story. Okay. Do it about someone that, you know, okay. Who I won't name. Okay. Uh, I think you're pointing the wrong way. Probably. I don't know directions. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, and he uh, had never done doggy style. And all the f- his friends were like, you got to try doggy style. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't know, man. She was like, she like cried. And I don't know. <laughs> He thought doggy style meant put it in the butt. That's awesome. Yep. Keeping it classy today. Mm -hmm. It's good. Hey, you started out on this topic. This is our Larry Cohen memorial. (laughs) (laughs) And and this is what happens. Yeah. R.I.P. Larry Cohen. Yeah. Good week. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's the first week that Marianne's gone. Yeah. Of four. How'd it go? Uh, I mean, she looks like she's having fun. Yeah. I've, I've had a busy week, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Once, you know, had to go see us and everything for last week for the podcast. Yep. Record the podcast. Uh, like, my mom's like, now that Mary Ann's not there, like, I'm going to make sure you come over for dinner. And I'm like, well, you could have invited me over for dinner. You could have invited <laughs> both of us over for yeah. dinner the whole time she was here. Mm-hmm. And I told Mary Ann that, and she's like... She could have just invited both of us. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Told her. <laughs> uh, so maybe my parents don't like Marianne. So that's the second time you've referenced your stepfather <laughs> as your parents. Well, I is just that, do it now because it's easy shorthand. Is that what it is? It's easy shorthand. Yeah. Like if if I was talking to Russell, I would say my mom and Stu. But since I'm talking to a general audience, it's easier to just say my parents. So... To him, he's a cool dad that you're, or a cool guy that your mom married. That's like your I mean, relationship uh, to him. He's not dad, right? Um, I mean, he's the closest thing to dad that I got. Yeah, I don't, I don't call him dad. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it. It just hasn't how it's not how it ended up. Well, also, I mean, you were in your late twenties, early thirties when they got together. So, yeah. like, by that point, I think you've dealt with any paternal issues that right. you have. You know? Like yeah, it's not like, like you're he's, twelve. Yeah, he's a real good dude. Yes, uh, I have called him dad before, but it's not my general term for sure. Him. Yeah, it's easy, so we don't have big conversations like this just to say parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, <Good. It's> shorthand. <laughs> <laughs> Why use many words when few words do wonder work? <laughs> That's my whole fucking life philosophy, man. Uh, you have no idea. Ten page papers sucked. It's just like, oh, God, now I have to 
I have to write a whole page of bullshit when one sentence would have worked just fine. Uh. <laughs> Good. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, last night, I went and saw Cal Canane. So I had seen, I don't know why, but Facebook really wanted me to know that you were going to go to this. <laughs> and I was like, uh, Kyle Canane, I don't even know who this singer is. Like, <laughs> I assume he sounds like some folk guy by the looks of it right and i was like "Eh, maybe i'll check that out maybe i'll check that out and then you were like uh i saw like check out the comedy show or something and i was like oh i wasn't even close (laughs) (laughs) uh okay so start off the show uh so doors open at seven show starts at eight so i get there uh i am the second person there the first person who the only person who got there before me was uh, one of Marianne's friends. So that was awkward. And he did not recognize me. Mm. And like after several prods. So I'm just like my face thing. I'm like, I have it wrong. That's not who this is. <laughs> so then I finally was like one more like last hurrah. And he was like, oh, my God, I didn't even like I have so much on my mind. I didn't even blah, blah, blah. Uh, So that was fun. Uh, and then, so I am a software engineer. There is a, in, in IT, there is kind of a group, there's a sphere called DevOps, which is, uh, the link between like the people who run the servers and the people who write the code. DevOps are like the people in between. And that's kind of new. Usually it's just been the two things, but now there's like this new role that is like a bridge. But it's super new, and it's not something you hear about. And so I'm just sitting there fucking around on my phone waiting for the show to start. And behind me, I hear the term DevOps engineer. And that's not something you hear out in the wild. So that was weird. And I thought that was might be the weirdest thing that happens all night. Uh, that I, was, as, I assume this Kyle guy specializes in computer science jokes. <laughs> by the sounds of it like that's all it is is like super insider like coding jokes like yeah and i said zero 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 one four oh i threw a four in there god damn it (laughs) (laughs) not at all but uh that i thought that was gonna be the weirdest thing that happened until there was a guy who'd been limping around and uh i was wearing my hat and he earlier when we were in line waiting to get into the show, he called me Fedorable. <laughs> and I was like, it's not a fedora. It's actually called a billy hat. But I guess by the fact that you think it's a fedora means that it's basically a fedora. Yeah. You've co- corrected me multiple times on that. Yeah. You ended up in the weird as the fedora guy. And you're like, <laughs> that's factually untrue. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, as he's walking to his seat and everything, he's kind of limping around. And... I can't exactly hear what's going on, but the he's sitting next to a woman, and uh, this is how I presume the conversation goes in my head, where she asks him, like, what's going on? And he's, like, rubbing his knee, and I'm assuming telling her about a knee problem that, I don't know, he got in Iraq or a meth explosion. I don't know. But it turned, then he, like, rolls up his... Uh, pant leg to reveal a fake leg and he just takes it off 
and this woman like looks weird. The guy behind him loses his mind, and I hear him say something excitedly to the guy, to which he hands him his fake leg, <laughs> and the excited guy takes a selfie with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and then during the show, while Kyle was up there, he was hilarious. Um, he was meant, he was talking about uh, something I don't remember, and then he was like, yeah, just like a bunch of guys with their dicks out. And then the guy who was sitting next to one leg yells out, cut it off! And Kyle, it, like, it kind of stopped for a second, and then Kyle, before he could take another breath, because he was like, all right, I'm going to ignore that. Before he can take another breath, the guy goes, that's what they do in Africa. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> and at this point, the show comes to a screeching halt. Someone else starts chanting Attica, and the bouncer comes to take him away. And Kyle goes, no, 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 it's fine. Like, he's fine. Don't Don't remove him. He'll be quiet because he's going to be quiet now. But why didn't you make a move for cut off the dick guy? <laughs> <laughs> and then he like does some uh, how that was like super racist and weird material. And then I hear the guy mutter, I shouldn't have watched that show on the Discovery Channel. And the one-legged guy is like, dude, shut up. <laughs> so it was a great night. It, it was sounds hilarious. like it. Like, my face hurt from laughing, like, five minutes into a set. So, I highly recommend going and see Kyle Kinane. Kyle Kinane. What's his, uh, what's his humor? Uh, I don't know. He's, he's, he's got a weird pace. Uh, I don't know. How do you describe someone's humor? Is it observational humor? Is it crash humor? Is it... What's crash humor? I'm sorry, crass crass uh i Is mean it, he'll say fuck yeah but there's some people that that's their joke like like uh uh daily show uh black frank black jack no lewis uh, black back in black yeah lewis black his his thing is he's angry and he curses yeah. that's his only joke like i saw him live and i was sure like, but so that's but i feel I mean. like that's one percent of comedians i don't think so i think most comedians you can drop down to what their thing is really I don't know. Uh, he's he's a comedian that talks about things. Okay. You're really selling it for me here. <laughs> Did you ever watch the Adam Sandler special? Uh, yeah. Did you like it? it yeah, it was fine. I, I didn't... I, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was bad. It's it was like better be than I thought it would an Adam Sandler special in 2018, 2019. Yeah, that's what... Yeah, that's what I was really, really happy with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... Were you happy with Island of the Alive? Uh, no. <laughs> Give us a synopsis. Uh, island of the Alive is they put all the alive on an island and then they go to that island. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get them all away from us. Let's segregate them so we never have to see them. Hey, why do we do that? Let's go get them. <laughs> Overall thoughts on it's, it's Alive 3, Island of the Alive. It's the Jurassic Park, the lost world of mutant yeah, of, killer babies. Yes, <laughs> mutant killer baby movies. Uh, nothing happens, really. I don't know. 
It just like it start. It's a courtroom drama at the beginning. That's what I. So the two things I almost <laughs> said. The two things that I remembered from this movie is courtroom drama and boat. <laughs> like, and that's probably half the movie. I still am convinced I was onto something when I was talking about a supercut of all three movies. There is a good like enjoyable entertaining hour and a half movie probably between these three movies sure (laughs) i really believe that you could make a supercut of these we never saw two so i don't know about that one but uh paced kind of the same way because the same move same way as we talked about uh i think it was it's alive where larry cohen insisted he wouldn't make this movie unless they fund like or no he he simultaneously made two movies with the budget of one movie. So he like shot, he's like, I, I have to work six days on this. The crew has to work six days. And then he just shot two movies on three days, three days. Uh, and he like did this kind of the same thing with this. Like he wouldn't agree to do it. They were like, we'll give you $10 million to make this movie. He's like, no, no, no. You'll give me 5 million to make two movies. That didn't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'll give me five million each to make (laughs) a movie. Yes, exactly. That's what I meant. So he did the same thing. So he filmed this movie and another movie back to back. Like, and you can, I feel like that's what it is. It's like, let me, let me stretch this out. Uh, Who's paying him $10 million? I made up that number. Okay. Thank God. It had to be like a million. I made that, I made that number up. It has to be like a million. Uh, Okay. So... This movie starts off with uh, a woman giving birth to an It's Alive baby Mm -hmm. in a taxi cab. Mm -hmm. And then it tries to baptize itself. That's exactly what it does. It tries to baptize itself because it wants, it's human and it needs to know. And it it understands. And religion is inherent. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's it's nature, not nurture. We don't know about the alive. They know. They know what's real, and Jesus is real. Aborigines know about Jesus. It's They just deny him. Yes, exactly. That's why they're going to hell. Yep. <laughs> no purgatory for you. <laughs> uh, and then we get the the most enjoyable aspect of this movie we get, and you see it, and it's fucking Michael Moriarty. And I'm like, yeah, I got some Michael Moriarty in this movie. I love him in this. It's so great. Is he the main guy? He's the main guy. Okay. I think the only thing we've seen him in so far is Troll. Was he the dad in Troll? Yes. Yeah, he was. That okay. danced and stuff, yeah. Sure. That's him. He's great. Yeah. I love him. This movie's terrible, so I I, I don't feel like I got to appreciate him. Oh, he's fun as, in this, as, bro. Sure, yeah. He is so much fun in this. I Thinking back now, now that I have time, I have had time to digest it, Sure, I will say he's the most enjoyable part of this movie, because this movie isn't the most enjoyable part of this movie at all. Uh, there are grown ass baby monsters. Yeah, they had baby monsters. Yeah, it's like a turducken of baby monsters. Well, okay. First off, they visit. <laughs> they visit the island. Some some poachers visit the island when they're still babies. Yes, because they want to kill them. And one of the babies climbs on board a helicopter and makes it explode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if there's anything that monster babies are born with, it's a predisposition to Christianity mm-hmm. and an advanced knowledge of pyrotechnics. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm surprised so you didn't know that. That's why they're not human. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the courtroom scene, there's some... Uh, some claymation baby. Yes. So that much looked, fun. 
Yeah. It looked fine. It looked fine, and it's fun. And then Michael Moriarty is just acting his ass off, screaming about like putting up so much enthusiasm and passion mm-hmm. for saving this baby monster, and constantly standing in front of it, covering like ninety percent of it because yes. they obviously didn't have a good model. Yes, that's like. exactly. And he did great <laughs> at, co- at standing there and being yeah. a door instead of a window. <laughs> if there's anybody that can do it, Michael Moriarty is your guy. Okay. So they go to the island and there's grown ass. It's been five years. Not yet. And, and they're all Not yet. Well, Not well, yet? No. Okay. He hooks up with Lorene Landon from Maniac Cop. Sure. And yes. then there's this awesome uh, scene, which you have to have, like, Larry Cohen movies always have this random, like, really deep thing in the middle of something so dumb and weird, right? Mm-hmm. So she sleeps with him. And he's, this is, he's, he's super weirdly charming and she sleeps with him and then she finds out who he is and she's got this big speech and like, she's yelling at him like, why didn't you tell me that you create, you were like that. You should have told me before we had sex on and on and on and on. Right. Yeah. In 1983, in the middle of the HIV scare. (laughs) What's funny. That this is supposed to be a reference to that. It's absolutely supposed to be a reference to that. You should have told me that you're the dude from the courtroom, from court TV. Yeah. I mean, no, no, it wasn't that. It was because he fathered, he had sex, fathered the monster, right? Mm-hmm. So his semen is contaminated. But she but she was all like, he touched me on my arm. Yes. The exact same way that people would be like, you have HIV, you touch my arm, get away from me, you disgusting monster. But they already fucked. Yes. Why wouldn't she be like, ah, my inside that's what she's yelling about that's what she's upset about she's saying that but she's holding her arm like she touched my arm i don't know okay if this is larry cohen's way of talking about the aids epidemic so i i I saw that and i was like he's fucking talking about aids imdb trivia larry cohen yeah i was fucking talking about aids motherfuckers (laughs) that's what it says okay go ahead sure Talk about AIDS in Island of the Alive. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's so crazy. Every Larry Cohen movie has these things, man. Like he, like God told me to. Crazy ass movie, and then all of it, in the middle of it, there's like these religious uh, things talking about uh, uh, religion and the organized religion. Like stuck in the middle of crazy ass movies. That's Larry Cohen's thing, bro. Okay. Based on the documentary from Maniac Cop, my guess is he's just like, I want to say some shit. <laughs> okay, faded <laughs> interior <laughs> diner. Uh, I don't know. They're talking about like whatever the fuck I want to talk about. They're Go talking ahead. about AIDS, <laughs> but they're not talking about AIDS. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why he talks jive. Well, that's what I said. I think I turned him <laughs> into a jive talker, a hep cat. <laughs> oh. Go ahead. So they go to the island. He, he, they, uh, they, no, they, before that, if you, I want like now, let's talk about the party. What the fuck is up with the party? I love the party. What's up? Like, okay. Yes. Let me describe this. That's what I'm this. saying. Michael Moriarty is so great in this. So he's just a dude who's at this party, and then they're like, well, you know... Because we're your lawyers or whatever, that we're going to force you to like write a book or like make money off of this. So we're going to tell you this at this party. And he flips his shit and starts telling uh, 
baby what's his name Jarvis baby Jarvis jokes yes which is random his son, strangers which is his son that's an it's a live baby yeah so he's walking around just having this fucking walking meltdown. around fucking grabbing people by the shoulders yeah and rattling them as he tells these jokes yes. at their not not to them at them because he tells jokes at here them. is why you ready for this aids it's a <laughs> <laughs> it you ready it's yeah. a big deal i'm ready it's Alive 3, mm-hmm. Island of the Alive, is a prequel to Falling Down. <laughs> this is him having his falling down moment, dude. He's like... What? I, yes, it's exactly did what it is. Did he go and do Falling Down? No. <laughs> okay. Because if he did, I was like, why the fuck didn't we watch Falling Down? It was a great movie. <laughs> But that's what's so crazy about Larry Cohen is he has these bonkers-ass movies, then he has a really good movie. What the fuck? Uh, anyway, so that's exactly what it is. He's like, I don't give a fuck about anything. Cause you see him an amazing scene at his job where he's selling shoes and he's just like saying what every retailer wants to is like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like casually go fuck yourself. Not being necessarily overtly rude, but I'm just going to tell you the way it is. Oh, he's being overtly rude. He doesn't say go fuck yourself, <laughs> but he, he has taken all the passive out of his passive aggressiveness. Yeah, But tell me, you don't see the falling. That's his falling down moment, man. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so then they pluck him out and they're like, we're going to go to the island. And since you seem to be the It's Alive Baby Jarvis whisperer, mm-hmm. we're going to take you. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they take him and everyone gets murdered <laughs> except for him. There, there's an amazing scene when they're convincing him, right? Like he's like, I don't want you to shoot him. And they're like, all right, fine. All of us will have these tranquilizer guns. He's like, like this gun right here. Yeah, like that gun. And he's like, okay, so this isn't going to hurt him. Like, no, it's not going to hurt him. It's just going to put him to sleep. Okay. So like, if I were to shoot, shoot him this close, they're going to be okay. Right. And he's like, yeah, they're fine. And then he shoots from two feet away. He shoots the scientist with like this shotgun with, or a rifle with, with this tranquilizer dart from two feet away. And it's so dry and it's so amazing. And I love it. (laughs) Okay. Oh, you're sure there can be good parts in bad movies. Oh, I just felt like I don't know. I felt like stuff happened, but nothing happened. Uh, so then, yeah. So then they kidnap him on a boat and they're like, we're we're going to hold on. Hold on. The alive kidnap him on a boat. Yes. Okay. I want to make sure they you weren't clear about who they was because scientists are dead. (laughs) Yes. Everyone's dead except for him. Yes. And then they kidnap him. Who's a grown up baby Jarvis. Baby Jarvis is now five, a father and a baby monster married mm-hmm. and had his own little baby monster. Yeah, he hears an infant, but he never sees him. Yes. And then like they just start eating corpses mm-hmm. uh, and they just assume that he can navigate, <laughs> which he can't. No, but it's awesome that he's like, they're not very bright. They just assume all people can navigate. Then they shove him into the middle of an ocean on a door yeah to save him no no no, not they they don't baby jarvis does because the other ones are going to want to eat him so he shoves him out to save him at the time it made zero sense and then when he tells uh whoever he tells that he did it to save me i think he tells the cuban guys when he tells them he did it to save me it still makes no sense (laughs) but then okay so he ends up in cuba he ends up in Cuba. We don't see him get rescued because that would cost another boat. 
he just wakes up on a gurney in Cuba with three people who have no problem speaking English. <laughs> and they're like, you're going to meet Fidel Castro. And then they go to Florida. <laughs> like, smash cut to Florida. Uh, and it's alive babies are there. And mayhem ensues yeah. until they get to the mom. They get to the mom, but here's where Island of the Alive 3 is so topical and relevant to today's culture. This is a pro-vaccine movie, people. This movie is ultimately about vaccinating your children. You, you can explain that one or not? They die of measles because they weren't vaccinated. Had they been vaccinated, they wouldn't have died. But they get the rash like right away. They get They have the rash on the island. Yeah, and if they would have gotten vaccinated when they were born, but they didn't give them anything. They were the only people on the island until... What? Had they been vaccinated when they were born, they wouldn't have measles. They have... Okay, where does it say they have measles? They say it very clearly. They have measles. They have measles. They have measles. I just hear rash. I just hear rash like seven times. They say measles 23 times. Oh. I don't know how they got measles with no people on that island, but whatever. I'm not going to pretend that I'm a scientist. <laughs> I let the scientist in It's Alive tell me that they're measles, which they tell you over and over and over. Okay, I just heard rash over and over. Uh, yeah. For some reason, they show in It's Alive titty. So they brought... for no. Just like, <laughs> it's like, look, there's a baby and there's a titty. <laughs> It's like ah, somebody spent. It was it was probably John Carl Beekler <laughs> spent <laughs> spent six months of his life designing a, an alive titty, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So they 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 wanted to go to Florida because they wanted to find Grandma to leave that with it uh, because they they had measles. So they wanted to they knew they were going to die from measles because their parents didn't vaccinate them, and they wanted to get the baby to Grandma. And then they'd like run and get into a car and drive off. And then like these people who have been divorced forever and now carrying a weird it's alive baby are just like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, this is the greatest as they drive off <laughs> they're into the sunset. They're talking about how they have no money or anything. And <laughs> yeah. they're just like, ah, ha, 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 this is the best. <laughs> We're living our best lives. <laughs> Oh, uh, and we're in Florida, so it's extra better. <laughs> I feel like you are so negative. You didn't give any of the necessary redeeming qualities to it's alive. Three Island of the alive. Okay. That makes me sad. Yeah. I, f I felt like nothing happened in this movie. Uh, so much happened. No, <laughs> it's. It's a taxi cab, and then a courtroom, and then an island, <laughs> you and just, then a bar. That's what a movie and then is. An island again. You just described every movie, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It wasn't like together. A movie usually the scenes come together to say something. Yeah, this is a Larry Cohen movie, bro. There's no rules. You cannot follow the same rules. No rules, no sense. <laughs> but somehow it's better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to talk about something. What do we need to talk about? Saxophone Ryan. Okay. What do you think about having an intervention? For his non-saxophone playingness? Yeah, no. 
Uh, have you, you're friends with him on Facebook, I've seen. Have you seen any uh, pictures of him lately? No. All right, so here, this is his profile picture. Take a peek at this and tell me if you see what I see that we need to address. Take that. Uh, are you talking about his uh, beard color? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so, oh, I love him, but he's got to not do that, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, he's tell, like, tell us, it looks t- like the box. Tell us, like, isn't that what you want? Tell us what we're tell, tell them what we're looking at. Tell the, I mean, tell his, the listeners. his beard is black. <laughs> Like black as the night. It's so black. It's so black. Let me find this picture. Hold on. Keep talking. Talk about something. This is so great. Not only are you like searching on your phone for something, you're searching on your phone for something visual. So you know this is it's great podcasting material. Well, I I we just need. <laughs> oh man. Keep going. I still have to vamp. Yeah. I'm, Why are you going through so many goddamn there's photos? There's one particular that I really got to find. I, I can see in your glasses, it looks like you're scrolling through his actual wall instead of just his photos. I don't know. All right. You're so doing here, this very inefficiently. So here we go. All right. So that's the one. And then look at some of the comments. Yeah. This is this is the picture that I think we talked about on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Did we? Did we already do this bit? Maybe this was right after the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, did you just want? Did you just want me to, to view your Willy oh, Willy joke? <laughs> I forgot about that. Look at some of the comments. There's literally two. There are I four comments. See. Two of them are about his beard. One of them is yours. Ugh. You're not helping you, me. You here. made it seem like this dramatic. All, all, all I'm saying is you made it seem like this dramatic thing, and it's apparently just you, and someone else. That's half of his friends. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks for not having my back there. Good I, hey, I talked. It's fine. I talked about it. It's, it is crazy. Uh, we were at Marianne's family reunion last week before she left, and uh, she found a gray beard hair in my on my chin. And plucked it out. She's like, do you want me to pluck it out? I was like, I don't care. You can do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see this thing. <laughs> it's not for me. It's just apathy and to cover up my chins. <laughs> That's all it is. Nice. Um, so, episode 50. Uh, we talked about and gave away some copies of Badge 4321. Mm-hmm. I gave you a copy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've not even opened it. Nope. Uh, so I thought there, there's actually two, so badge four, three, two, one is a concept album from Cohen over Cohen all about maniac cop. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I thought what would be fun here is before we start talking about maniac cop three, Yep. uh, there's two songs on there about maniac cop three. Okay. We'll, we'll listen to the first song. Okay. This is, uh, I was like listening to like Bakersfield and like Buck Owens and, and the Leuven brothers. And I was like, we need, I don't know who any of those people are. Okay. We need a Bakersfield-style Maniac Cop 3 song. Does our audience know who any of those people are? They should. <laughs> what does that mean? Is this know. your music snobness coming out? No. Or? no okay. I don't know. So uh, so this is The Corpse in the Coma. Okay. 
so glad you had this yeah, ready to course go. We'll never be apart. It's us till the end. You've gone and stole my heart. You're rotting and you're nearly dead. That shot brought me back to life. What exactly is all over my head? All I want now is you as my wife. I've died two times before. Seriously, on my head, these boils are sores. Will I be back for part four? Wait and see. There we go. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Oh, that was me trying to pause it. And it didn't Rest work. of the audio guy. So that's uh, the corpse in the coma. That's 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 to my knowledge the only Bakersfield style country song written about Maniac Cop three. Um, the boils and sores. Are you talking about Maniac Cop or Robert yeah. Davi? <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> He's got a face the camera loves, bro. Like that camera. When he was young, he looked good. He was a good looking man. Uh, now he is very pockmarked. He was pockmarked then, man. Yeah, but it was like, uh, it was like sexy pockmark. Now it's like, uh, <laughs> looks like you've got some sort of fungus on your face. <laughs> That's the worst. And I'm kind of scared of him, so I'm not <laughs> commenting. Uh, yeah, Maniac Cop 3. Give us a synopsis. Uh, Maniac Cop 3 is a sequel to Maniac Cop 2 mm-hmm. in which... Also, kind of nothing happens, but Maniac Cop wants to get married? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ma- he, Maniac Cop 3 has a phenomenal, mind-blowing, and breathtaking 10-minute finale with 80 minutes of boredom preceding it. <laughs> uh, Does that sound about accurate? Yeah, except that the movie's only an hour and 24 minutes. <laughs> And like a good five minutes of that is credits. Okay. So. And and eight more minutes of that is clips from Maniac Cop Two <laughs> yes. and Maniac Cop. Yes. Um yeah, so Maniac okay. Cop Three, definitely the worst of the three. <laughs> Can we get into it? Yes, do it. The opening of this movie mm-hmm. definitively proves zombie. Maniac Cop is a zombie. Uh he is in part three. So he's he- a zombie. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Why not? Because if you got killed right now and turned into a ghost, were you always a ghost? I'm no. Ghosts aren't real. (laughs) I don't understand your premise. (laughs) No, he could totally have not been a zombie before this. He's absolutely a zombie now. That doesn't mean he was a zombie before that. Hmm. This has a very Weekend at Bernie's 2 style opening. <laughs> it's because it's got voodoo? I don't know that it's voodoo. I think that's racist that you say voodoo. But I'm saying it's like it's a person putting a spell out and then somebody rises from the grave. I mean, they've got chickens like involved. feels very does voodoo-y. He use, does he use chicken bones? He uses a chicken to shove in the decapitated dude's head so it can fly yeah, back to we the don't, afterlife. That's like later. All we see is him like chanting, and then he like daggers a. But if it's the same dude doing it, are you saying 
He practices but there's also triangles. Black. I don't think triangles are voodooist. Voodooist. Voodooism. <laughs> okay, you're you're a voodoo purist. Uh, then from the credits, we see Robert Davi is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Jack Earl Haley. Yes, is is in this. Yep. Even though I didn't recognize him. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Do you not know who he was still? What? Do you still not know who he was? I know who he is now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because uh, I looked at IMDb and I was like, oh, I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. But you know, he was younger. Uh, <laughs> then directed by Alan Smithy. Yes. And I was like, wow. <laughs> We're in for a treat here. <laughs> to be fair, and I mean this sincerely, I think this is Alan Smithy's best film. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. So, some like weird Satan Christian voodoo mm-hmm. brings him back to the land of the living. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Which is great I'm because sh- that explains the end of Maniac Cop 2. Which it pops out and the hand grabs him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna. You're the maniac cop guy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave you to explain uh, why was he brought back. I don't, nothing makes sense here, bro. <laughs> why does he fall in love with this bitch that he's never seen before, and and decides that he needs to follow her? But around? the priest was obsessed with her. Like the priest is like the one who's like trying to bring her like she he's not she's on the radio at the priest like what the fuck happens in this movie <laughs> i have no idea except he's on fire for like the whole end of it and it's yeah, awesome that's all that yeah that's all you need to know bro that's like i said 80 minutes of filler <laughs> okay here's what i want here's what i i need to get across okay uh uh what's his name grand l bush is in this movie for about 30 seconds, and him and Robbie, Robert Davi on screen together again was awesome. I don't know what we're talking about. They play the FBI agents brilliantly in Die Hard, and they're great. And so who is this guy? The black cop at the diner. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Which I have a sneaking suspicion. We'll talk more about the... the uh, documentary mm-hmm. on this I was thinking suspicion that was supposed to be our lead maybe maybe he got hired to be the lead yeah. and then before uh then my next line here is is this the sequel to awakenings because the, they're just it's it's about a coma like a woman in a coma yeah it's a, and then she wakes up and then she doesn't uh yeah it's very uh silent night deadly night three in that regard <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, this movie is just a ton of like Robert Davi walking around and talking to people. That is all that happens. Yeah. Tons of walking around. And then and he does a cool backflip off a of gurney. He does do it's a more super, of a, a back roll, but still it's cool. Uh, a couple things here before we, we get into, I think obviously the most, uh, interesting thing to talk about is the finale and then the documentary of this yeah. movie. Um, but we do get a really good performance by Jackie Earl Haley. Is it the dude that shoots up uh, this pharmacy? Have uh, you seen The Watchmen? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I think that's by far his best role. Yeah. Like, well, he was a fine Freddy Krueger yeah. in the shitty Freddy Krueger yeah. movie. But Rorschach is by far his best yeah. role. Um, but I, I think, I, I feel like you can completely go through and see the filler stuff 
that the producer directed mm-hmm. and the things that the hit Will, William Lustig actually cared about and directed. Because the things that William Lustig cared about and directed all have fire in them, basically. <laughs> yes. Or guns. Uh, but that's a, I think that's a really enjoyable scene. Um, we get, and I, we'll talk more about the documentary stuff, but there's like a couple moments when you're watching the movie, like there's these reporters driving around mm-hmm. and it's like, uh, uh, there's there talk about how it's a young black 25 year old male that got shot and killed. And they're like, eh, I don't give a shit. I yeah. wish it was a kid or there's a drug overdose. Right. And they don't give a shit about that. They're like, just keep driving. It's boring. We don't yeah. care. Right. Um, and like, I can see, where this original script that I'm sure couldn't have been worse, it had to have been better, uh, was going with that regard. Um, you know, and then but there's also, this commentary on drugs in there too. It, the, I mean, there wasn't a script. It was like a, the entire treatment is on the DVD. It was like a five page treatment. There was no script. We're talking about the treatments on the DVD. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't read that. The treatment for the Harlem version is on the DVD. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, I skimmed through it. It involves uh, Maniac Cop having a baby. Really? With with, uh, with the female lead. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, uh, the reason I found that out is because I, I, I read the first paragraph and I was like, whatever. And I skipped ahead to like the last line and it was like... Obviously, uh, Maniac Cop and the kid, like, and the the baby live so that they're, you know, setting up a possibility for a Maniac Cop 4. Nice. And it's like, all right. Uh, I gotta do that. I didn't know that. That was on there. Yeah. So that was just a treatment. There wasn't, like, a... Apparently, there wasn't, like, a script or anything for the black Harlem-led, like, black-led in Harlem version of the movie. Uh, you got a uh, cameo by Ted Raimi. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that excited you. Got your nerd boner going. I love Ted Raimi. Uh, the youngest, douchiest do- uh, doctor ever makes an appearance in the movie. This is a 22-year-old best surgeon ever, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge douche. Yeah. Glad he dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Also, that's not how those paddles work, but okay. Uh, no, that's also all, not... all of these kills are like that's not how that's no, not how this works. There's a kill, uh, a revolving uh, Jack Hero Haley. It's not a kill, but it's a scene in which Jack Hero Haley is on oxygen, mm-hmm. not a respirator, not a no. ventilator, just oxygen. Mm-hmm. And uh, McKinney pinches it, yeah. and he reacts as if he's on a ventilator and can't breathe. He's a, yeah, as if he's suffocating, not just oh my blood has slightly less oxygen. In yes, it. he absolutely acts like he's suffocating. Mm-hmm. Uh, also the guy, they put a guy in front of an x-ray machine and I, <laughs> yeah, and he gets fried. My, my line here is, Oh no, that guy's totally going to get cancer in 20 years. Uh, so that was Robert Forster who starred in vigilante mm-hmm. and, uh, alligator. Okay. So that was him. Uh, he's awesome. Did you watch, did you catch the one what you missed the one didn't you? I almost texted you. So the entire scene with Robert Forster and Robert Davi mm-hmm. is a wonder. It's like this huge, huge walk and talk as they're going through and they see like the patient laying on the gurney and then they resuscitate him. And he's talking about, uh, 
he's trying to sell him, tell him about uh, his, uh, he's asking about the girl in the coma. Yeah. That's all a wonder. It's like a seven yeah. minute wonder. Um, and that's obviously a lustig thing. Like, um, I really think that uh, you could, you could totally, you can completely see the things that he actually did. The whole time I, the whole time I, yeah, now that I think back, yeah, that is a wonder. The whole time I was attracted by, man, this is a really shitty hospital. <laughs> that was what I cued in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I almost, I almost sent you a text like, pay attention to that wonder. But I was like, Justin pays attention to, uh, to the movies. He'll know yeah. the wonder. I now that you say it, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. They're just going up and down in gurneys, and I think he, I'm pretty sure he missaid a medical term. Uh. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, the reporters go. They're like, oh, sweet, a kid died. Let's go take pictures of it. Yeah. And then, okay. So their whole job is to get the best footage, right? Mm-hmm. And so this kid dies, and he's like, you go get footage of the dead kid. I'm going to interview people. Mm-hmm. There's a kid sitting right here on the stoop, and he's like, okay, did you see what happened? Yeah. What happened? Kid got shot. Was it bad? They're dead. Did you know them? It was my sister or brother or whatever. And he's like, ah, tough break, kid. And then he leaves. An interview with the fucking kid's brother would have been like. Yeah, that's what you want. That's what you want. Yes. (laughs) These guys were bad night crawlers. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So then we end up at the church, right? We end up with. They they get samurai sorted. That was cool. Yes. Um, you can skew it through the belly. <laughs> uh, so Cordell ends up getting uh, his bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, McKinney shoots. takes her off life support. Yes. <laughs> cool. Uh, carries her to the church where they both get set on fire. Yeah. For six hours, this dude walks around carrying this dummy. Mm-hmm. Just walking around carrying her, lighting everything around him in this church on fire. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Yeah awesome but not quite as awesome as what's about to happen yes the next scene might be my favorite like it's amazing yeah, like it's i love a great it so action much. sequence it really is what happens walk us through this having you only saw it once so okay robert davi gets the girl uh they're in the back of a ghostbuster style ambulance the live though, girl the live girl the other girl's burned up yes the live the living one dr fowler uh for some reason, they're in the back of a Ghostbusters-style ambulance, mm-hmm. even though the other ambulances exist. Yes. So this must have been the weird transition period, or that's all they could afford. I was going to say it's probably what they could afford. Because <laughs> uh, they beat the shit out of this ambulance. <laughs> they weren't getting this ambulance back. <laughs> so they like have a really awkward kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... You think, all right, that's the end of the movie. And then who shows up? Fucking Maniac Cop. No, no, no. Wait. What is he, he driving? He was on fire. <laughs> he couldn't He couldn't be driving. He was on fire, Justin. No, he's driving a car that has no uh, car door, mm-hmm. but it's on fire. <laughs> and he's on fire. He's on fire, driving down the fucking road in a cop car, chasing an ambulance. Yes. And uh, he. Don't like, worry, it's CGI, right? <laughs> No, it's like 1993, man. It's 1993. <laughs> He's on fire. <laughs> He's 
on a highway on fire in the driver's seat and just shoving cars yes there is the way there is a stuntman reaching out of the car uh-huh. driving down the road putting his hand on another moving vehicle yes. which and- have to react as though he's shoving them <laughs> this is so dangerous God, this is so dangerous literally the maniac cop in this movie loses his left arm for putting his arm out the car door how did they not have a stuntman lose an arm man <laughs> They almost blew up a propane tank. <laughs> it's insane. Like everything about this is insane. Like yeah. how close they are. They are driving down the road. This right. is a full blown New York City car chase. Yes. With a dude on fire the whole time. In the driver's seat. For like 10 minutes. Yes. And so they, they built, uh, they had a, a big uh Lexan plexiglass barrier so that mm-hmm. the person could actually drive was in the passenger seat yeah. while there is a dude on fire driving down the road pretending to drive <laughs> and pretending to shove vehicles out of the way <laughs> the whole time while being on fire yes there is there are moment there's a big uh sequence where he reaches out and puts his arm into the passenger side of the other vehicle the ambulance mm-hmm. to hold them together right yeah and then you see scenes in which the two are, are bolted together. Like they have to actually be held together in some way because the one's driving down the road at an awkward angle mm-hmm. because it's supposed to be the maniac cop is holding them together. Yeah. That in and of itself is dangerous. Like mm-hmm. even if there's not somebody on fire, there is a fire in a vehicle with two cars tied together, driving down the road together. Yeah. What the fuck? We should say this was all, this isn't like uh, what was the movie where the dudes on fire and the actors put them out? Oh yeah, Samurai Cop. Yes, this is a Samurai Cop level danger. Like, no, it's completely dangerous and stupid, but it was supervised by dangerous and stupid people. Spiro Rosatos. Yeah, but uh, presumably somebody who at least thought they knew what they were doing. Yes. So, yeah, it is insane. It's crazy. I'm sure it's on. If it's on YouTube, go watch it on YouTube. It's that's all you need to watch of this movie. So great, like. Like, I'm not even an action guy, but, like, I see this and I, I, I it gets me so excited, like, because it is so – everything is real. Yeah. It is so absurd and it is so dangerous and it's so amazing that they were able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that it's real because there's moments of imperfection, which is what I love, like, where you can see the fire behind the mask that the actor is yeah. wearing. So you can see that and you're like, that is a dude on fire flying down the highway with his arm out shoving other cars out i know we keep repeating ourselves but it's incredible to to just witness yeah um i think you and i both like totally respect that what's that the practical effects yes absolutely yeah 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 um yeah that that's that is how that is that the church and the ambulance scene are the reason why like this is not a total wash for me. And I can still be like, yeah, you know what? You slog through that. But that fucking ambulance scene, I can't think of anything better. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. It was great. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad it shitty at, movie. I'm glad at least it redeemed it a little bit for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so then, so we've talked a bit about the documentary. Yes. Uh, they kind of go to all the actors and, the William Lustig, and they all kind of go. You know what? At the end of the day, it's 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 good. I enjoy it. It's William good. Lustig didn't say that. I feel like he did. No, was it the producer? The producer. Okay, William. It was were... uh, when the actor said it. I was like, man, whatever. Like when it was her first movie, and she was like, ah, yeah, it was good. And it, I'm like, ah, whatever. And then it, Robert Davi said it. I was like, 
Robert, I don't know. You you were in Die Hard. Yes, Maybe he, don't talk about Robert Davi literally says, because you know the question was like, what does it feel like to be in such a bad movie? And he literally says, I don't think it's bad. I think it's good. Yeah. And like, it's like uh, the, see, the scenes in Troll where the mom is like talking about how Troll, or Troll 2, the, mm-hmm. in Best Worst Movie. Yeah. Where the mom is talking about how great Troll 2 is and everybody else is like... Everybody else knows. She doesn't know because she's yeah. a little. It's a little sad. But if she you... does. She doesn't know because she's crazy, and the director doesn't know because he's fucking deluded. Yes, um, but this but this documentary starts out with William Lustig saying, "I hate this movie. I hate everything about it." That's right. If you okay. if you all, all this movie's a pie, uh, jug of piss because everybody just pissed a little bit yeah, into it was a, a jug. It was a pot of piss. <laughs> Everyone took their turns pissing in the pot, and all you left was a pot full of piss. <laughs> I was like, yeah, so, very yeah. poignant. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I still think there's a lot in, in this movie that he should be proud of. Like the the the, the shootout with Jackie Earl Haley, obviously the the church scene and those. Um, but the thing that's amazing about this documentary in the end of it is he turned in a 51 minute rough cut. 51 minute <laughs> rough cut. <laughs> so where I, you put where like you're like okay, we shot you know. 10 hours of film let's put in what we think is probably the best take of each of these mm-hmm. and we're left with three hours of film yes exactly nope he was left with 51 minutes yes so <laughs> <laughs> so i guarantee you that 51 minutes was just 30 minutes of the of the ambulance scene <laughs> 10 minutes of that of four minutes of fire. the fight yeah uh and four minutes of exposition <laughs> so that's why the producers had to go in they added in all the footage from maniac cop maniac cop 2 the producer where maniac cop gets angry at a radio (laughs) the producer just had to go in like he's that's what's great especially this far back is that both of them are just kind of like this is the truth like i have nothing no face like i've already had my career there's no i have nothing to gain from lying like you're not going to get these honest responses right as it's happening yeah um i loved the i thought the producer was was cool yeah in this uh he sounded awesome and i loved the line that he said like i felt like we did a good job of making sure that the actors didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. it's like kids you don't want them to let mom and dad know it's fighting yeah and even now like all the actors were like i thought it was fine i didn't know anything was going on until he left and obviously there's shit going down when yeah. when he's walking off set and they're stepping in so that's to their credit. Even when things are going bad, I feel like the producers and Lustig were like able to keep it internalized instead of being drama queens or whatever on the set. Yeah. Uh, William Lustig basically was, he abandoned the film when, yep. uh, I feel, I don't know, maybe I'm taking the producer's side. It, it kind of sounds like he took his ball and went home a little bit where like they were like, you turned in a 51 minute movie. You need to shoot more. And he was like, cool. Where's the money to shoot more? And yes. they're like, we you spent it all. Any. You spent it all on the dude being on fire for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's so. You need to go shoot some talkies or something. Yes. And he was like, mm, "No, thank you." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he basically says that's what he yeah. did. Like, I, I, I don't think, I don't think either one of them come off looking perfect in this. No. Like, and know. the producer's like, "Well, fuck. I guess." <laughs> I, I guess, guess I'll... I have to direct this now. <laughs> you know. Uh, okay. <laughs> Go talk about it being your birthday <laughs> for the opening scene of our heroine. Talk about your birthday. What the fuck? 
for like seven minutes. <laughs> so I don't, it's just like, I think this is what happens when, you know, like Lustig said, you get you get a bunch of people all putting their own thing in. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he really wanted to do it to begin with. So that's probably part of it. I'm sure he really wanted to do the action stuff. Yes, exactly. Which is and, obviously what know, he wanted to do. Would have begrudgingly done more of the talkie stuff. It was if it was in there. Yes, but he didn't want to have to come up with it and then shoot it and everything. Yeah, but they also didn't use Cohen's idea of the black lead. So they're supposed right. to be a black Cause, lead because Japan is really fucking racist against yeah, ex- black people. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you know, which again. Like, it sounds shitty. That's shitty for Japan. It's not necessarily shitty for the producers to say we don't want that if we can't sell it to this foreign market. Yeah. Like, you get it. That's yeah. business, right? It's so- the same reason, like, uh, they'll be like, um, what if there weren't ghosts in this movie? Because China doesn't like ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> this is called Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, but can we call them something different? <laughs> Maybe they could be corporal. Uh, but you can get, especially as filmmakers that are that are 40 years younger, right? So they're in their 30s. Yeah. They're like, who are they to tell us that we can't have a black lead? We're trying to lead a revolution here and getting pissed off at the producers, you know? So I'm sure I'm sure it was more angry then. Like, right. fuck these guys. I'm going to go ahead and take another day to shoot my fire scenes. Fuck them. We'll make them give me money. Meanwhile, Larry Cohen's like, oh, you didn't like that one? Okay. You got a pen? Okay. Interior. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can, interior. So, so explain that because you've referenced that twice now. Yeah. So they basically told Larry that, okay, you need to write the script. And he said, okay, I'll have it in a few weeks. Three, four weeks go by and they don't have it. And so he calls him up and is like, hey, Larry, where's the script? And Larry literally, he's apparently on a car phone driving through L.A., and he literally says, hey, you got a pen, fade in, <laughs> interior hospital, blah, 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 and he's like, that's not how this is happening. You're not going to dictate. The- You're not going to dictate this movie. <laughs> Hand me words on paper. You fucking maniac. But I love the idea that this dude was totally just going to be like, I'll write this movie driving down the road. No yeah. problem. Also, that says he didn't write that movie until that moment. Uh, it's amazing. Like, yeah. I love that story. Uh, um, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, so the documentary was really good, right? Like, yeah. did you enjoy that? Yeah, I did. I, I do. I feel like in a lot of ways, if you were to uh, supercut documentary of Maniac Cop 3, followed by the ambulance scene for Maniac Cop 3. That would be an awesome 35 minute movie. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. So you've all seen all three Maniac Cops now. Mm-hmm. Overall thoughts on the series? Uh, yeah. Like, I still have no fucking idea why it's your favorite movie, but they're the first two are, are good. And the third one has a dude on fire for a while. So that's cool. It's awesome. Good. Yeah. Uh, Maniac Cop three or it's alive three. Maniac Cop three. Maniac Cop three. That, that not in a fire and it's alive. <laughs> no, even that helicopter scene, not yeah. nearly as much fire as no, just the Maniac like, Cop being on fire. I was like, oh, that's cool. What is with the Maniac Cop's boils and sores on his face? Definitely Maniac Cop two is his best look. Uh, I don't know. He's... Maniac Cop three is all pimply. This is probably isn't the Maniac Cop th- from Maniac Cop 3, is it? Yeah, it is. But it's not a great. It's kind of dark. I don't know. It's just all pimply. 
He's supposed to be on fire or like burnt. Yeah. But if a corpse burns, does it blister? But he was alive when he burnt. Not according to you. According to you, he was a zombie. No, he was alive. He he was a burnt corpse because he died on fire. Because mm-hmm. he catches <laughs> on fire and then jumps, like, goes through a fucking prison wall. Mm-hmm. He's on fire for, like, how much of Maniac Cop's existence has been on fire? Man, just the just make that supercut. <laughs> just Maniac just call it Maniac Cop Four. He's on fire edition. This cop is on fire. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> um all right. Next He's week. He's heating up. Next week. Um I'm gonna leave up to you in a regard. I was debating. I'm gonna give you so next week's gonna be a director again. Okay. So we can do Dario Argento, who is one of the most famous Italian horror directors. Mm -hmm. Um, You heard the name? Of course, yeah. Okay. Have you seen a Dario Argento movie? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, So that's one. Dario Argento. Did he he do one one of the... uh, what am I thinking of now? Uh, okay. What did James Gunn reboot? Dawn of the Dead. Did mm-hmm. he do one of the of the Dead movies? No. Okay. Never mind. George Romero did all those, other than Zack Snyder. And Tom Savini remade. James Gunn wrote Dead. it. <laughs> what? James Gunn wrote it. Dawn yeah. of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. Tom Zavini directed Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Or, so Dario Gento or mm-hmm. David Cronenberg. And that David Cronenberg Ooh. is going to be his, what I'm calling like his his sexual uh, uh, double bill. Sexual healing. So sexual double bill with David Cronenberg or what. So I went through like a phase where I watched like 10 Dario Gento movies all in a row. Aren't his a lot more gross though? No, not at all. Really? I thought he was a gross Italian. No, he's like the most cinematic. Like he's, Mm. yeah, he's like the. I want to watch a good movie. So Dario Argento. That's my pick. Okay. You don't think David Cronenberg makes good movies? He does. I mean, The Fly is great. Okay. So uh, Dario Argento. Episode one, motherfucker. So I watched a whole bunch and I think. Pretty positive one of these is my second favorite, and I think one of them is my first, but they're all like kind of mixed together in my head because they're all very similar to one another. Okay. So I don't know for 100% that I'm picking the right two, but I'm saying this now. (laughs) Okay. All right. First movie. Uh... I'm trying to make sense of this poster. It doesn't make because any it sense. just has it just Psycho, does. The Exorcist, Jaws. I'm like, what? Those wait, no, stop. No. Did you did you hear who they announced is uh, Chucky's voice in the Child's Play remake? No, no. There's a Child's Play remake. There's a Child's Play remake. Okay, much to the chagrin of Don Mancini, and 
Chucky will be voiced by Mark Hamill. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting choice. I wonder if it'll just be a take, like, maybe like the version of the of the Joker voice that doesn't hurt his throat. Yeah. Because uh, he I stopped s- doing the Joker voice because it, it was killing his vocal career. Really? I, uh, I saw an awesome fake article today for uh, April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. And it was said uh, Brad Dorif cast to play Luke Skywalker in the next Star Wars movie. And it had like him superimposed as like a Jedi. And I was like, that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so it's supposed to just a Psycho, the Exorcist, and Jaws. Now there's Deep Red. Uh, I don't know. Those things are, I mean, <laughs> they're all horror movies, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when was the last time you were really scared? Yeah. Deep red, you will never forget it. So, uh, the cover has like a dolly that's naked and has a been hung by a noose, and she has a meat cleaver in her hand. And then also, there's a zombie, and I don't know what the fuck to make of this, <laughs> other than hey. It, this was like the sixties, early seven or the seventies, early nineties. You or, need to tie God these. Damn it! How do numbers work? <laughs> <laughs> the late seventies, early eighties. Because I don't think the extras. I think the extras was like nineteen eighty. All right, you need to tie these together and tell me what you expect in this movie. And don't, so, I, I don't know is not an option. Okay, so this is a movie about the dead coming back to life, but. If you, if your body's too decayed, then you come back as a doll. Okay. So you just mad libs. <laughs> you just mad libbed that poster. <laughs> also, the, the dolls are really into butchery. They're the like this. This dolly was like a butcher's apprentice before he died. Okay. And then he came back as a dolly. I don't know why I'm saying dolly. I know I was that weirded sounds, out by but, that, but bro. it's. But I feel like it's very specific when you say dolly instead of doll. Because mm-hmm. a doll could be anything, but I feel like this is a dolly. Okay, sure. Not like a thing a camera moves on, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Second film. First was Deep Red. Second. All right. Uh, the movies called opera and the poster looks very uh benign and banal at first it's just like you think it's just like an opera house and then there's a balcony but then you realize that in like behind the balcony there's like eyes and the eyes are bleeding for some reason then there's like hooks on the balcony that are going through the eyes is she being like clockwork oranged Mm, baby. But with spikes instead of that. I don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> That's that looked awful. Like Oh yeah, he like got If I was Malcolm up, McDowell, yeah. yeah. He got fucked up. Yeah, they like scratched his cornea with yeah. those things. Yeah. That being an actor must suck. Yeah. Like you get like twenty million dollars in blowjobs, but you also have to do shit like that. That sounds bad. You just I, you said twenty million dollars and blowjobs. 
I heard $20 million in blowjobs, and I was like, try to do the math real quick to like figure out how many blowjobs that would be. And I'm like, based on how much I usually charge, it's like 20 million blowjobs. <laughs> so what's opera going to be? Uh, um, hmm. I'm going to guess that it's going to be more of a psychological horror and one about a uh, a woman who is an opera singer. And it's going to be like, we saw Phantom of the Opera and we weren't impressed. So we're going to make something like super cool and edgy. Cool. Um, so next week is Deep Red and Opera. Yes. Uh, on our way out here, uh, since this is our Larry Cohen tribute, I'll play the last song off of Badge 4321. Uh, this is a, a gospel song that I wrote about Maniac Cop 3. Uh, about... <laughs> about <laughs> we listen to some weird fucking music, don't we? <laughs> uh, about uh, the fact that nobody loves Maniac Cop 3, but I'll take it for myself. So here is... Uh, Come With Me by Cohen Over Cohen. C-O-M-E? Come with me, I will save you. From information, oh badge of silence, how no one loves thee. Even your father has rejected. Come with me, I will save you from stigma and shame. Your father, he aborted. But I say it's sincere, dark, homistic, not Robert, Larry, and Ali Smithy. Young with me, I will save you from degradation and disgrace. Come with us, we will love you for your scenes of ambulance and church. 